Okay, you guys, let's do this. It's going to be so professional. Okay. Like, so professional. Here we go. Welcome to the Live Support Podcast with your host, Michelle Anderson and June Colson, a couple of clean comedians who support each other and others through comedy's wacky and whining roads. I hope you're ready. Get set. Let's go. Since podcasts have a catchy tune, we wrote this song for Michelle and June. Clean comedians are best friends, too. Oh, so good. <laughs> and you never know what they'll say or do. Here we go, sing with y'all support, or, or, with Michelle, who's really short, we'll have a ball, 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 with June, who's really tall, they have fun, 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 interviewing comedians, on my support, or, or, with Michelle, who's really short. Welcome to the award-winning Laugh Support Podcast. I'm your host, June Colson, here with Michelle, with one L, Rhonda Colson, Corey's friend, Trisha's sister, do not call me Shelly, Michelle Van Dusen. What's what? up, Buttercup? Hey, what you doing? What you doing? I'm wearing the Pappy's uh, Bakery shirt that I got from <gasps> Texas, and I this is one of their um, cake ball thingies, so... I thought I would just bring that and some cookies just to show that I didn't eat all of them. So, boom, <laughs> there you go. I think you're just showing off your willpower because I have uh, fully, fully confessed to my inability to be around anything that's, well, I can do like cookies and stuff. That's fine. But if it's chocolate, if it's anything chocolate, then forget about it. It's uh, it's not safe in my presence. So, but the Pappies, now that is, that is the bakery that Ross, your husband, Ross, his family, owns that bakery and yep. where is it located that's uh, calvert calvert texas calvert texas yep. so if i'm ever in calvert texas i'm going by to check out that fourteen thousand million trillion layer chocolate cake that, so, good. That so, good. so so good hey so um i heard uh that you took hot dog your daddy to the doctors yesterday how'd that turn out mm. no you know, it's hot dogs. So it's always, uh, it's always something interesting. I do have in front of me though, real quick, I found at a, at his house, um, I have yep. to show you, this was just so sweet. So one of his family members, um, Mr. and Mrs. Hicks, the Hicks family, I believe they're cousins of my dad's. They sent him a Christmas card this year, but look on the back, Michelle, it says, God bless laugh support too. <gasps> Do they listen to us? Sweet. So apparently my dad's shout out. listening to us and they're in Florida. They're in Florida. So hello to the Hicks. And thank you guys for listening to the Laugh Support Podcast. So yeah, I took dad to the um, doctor yesterday. He had several tests that he had to have run. Um, for anybody, if you're new to listening to the podcast, I have a dad. His name is Hot Dog. He is a bit of a legend. And um <laughs> And he's also a whole lot of trouble and he earned the name hot dog for a reason. And yesterday, Michelle, they were doing like blood work and a CT scan and chest x-rays, which sounds like, oh my gosh. But this man has cheated death like 45 billion times. Like catch, caught himself on fire. He's beat cancer. He's had three heart attacks. He's had, yeah, like quadruple bypass surgery, you know, all that. So he's doing these tests and and um and he is one of the funniest people I know. And we're cutting up, we're laughing in the waiting room as we're going back and forth. He's making jokes about the port they put in his arm. And and I noticed this man to my left is like paying attention. He's really paying attention to me and my dad. And you can see he's kind of amused. So it's not the happiest place to be. And my dad and I are just goofy together. 
but he wanted me to change his screen saver on his iPhone. And I say iPhone lightly. I think it's like an iPhone negative one. I'm not sure. <laughs> like it's not even my brother gave it to him and it has um, it. Ha it was my nieces, actually. So he gets like the, the teenage girl daily Bible verse every day. My dad nice. does on his phone. But all of a sudden he's scrolling through and this extremely inappropriate because he's 72 years old. His phone's cranked up as high as it'll go this inappropriate Cardi B song starts playing, right? <laughs> Cardi B, like foul language, every word you would never want to be blasting in the presence of strangers <laughs> is coming from my dad's phone. And I'm like leaping over a chair to get to it. I get it away. I'm like turning it off. I'm like, what? What are you doing? What was that? And he goes, I don't know. One of the one of the kids put uh, Tiki Talkers or something on my phone. And, um, and I was like, TikTok? Dad, you have, why do you have TikTok? He goes, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> and I'm like, you're grounded. You don't know how to use technology. We cannot play Cardi B in the waiting room. And I look over and that elderly gentleman who had been watching me and dad, he's sliding out of his chair. He's laughing so hard. And I go, you see? You see what I'm dealing with? You see what I'm dealing with right here? It's always, it's tough. It's it's always an adventure. So yeah, watch out. Um, Hot Dog does not have a TikTok, uh, you know, account, account or oh anything. He would get so many followers. Seriously. If oh. you set him up with a TikTok, he would, yeah, so many. Yeah. He could get a mansion. I'm just saying. Like one day, so? one day he'd be so You think wild. so? Well, I did start doing a video series with him yesterday where I haven't, uh, I'm going to do a video series where I'm doing hot dog. Is it true? And I'm asking questions because a lot of people, unless you meet the man, which Michelle, you have met the legend. Yeah. Um, then a lot of times I think people think I'm kidding about some of the stuff that my dad did. So it's just basically little clips that go hot dog. Is it true? And one of the first questions, and you'll have to see later what the answer is hot dog. Is it true that you used to assemble bombs? So we'll find out later mm. if that's true, but Hey, listen, I'll tell you what's true right now. Yes. What is true is yes. that we have a phenomenal guest on the show. Yes, Can't believe yes, we that we snagged this that guy that he agreed to come be with us today on the Life Support Podcast, but he is here. So let's get to it, Michelle. Who is on the show today? Okay. So our guest today tours the country performing at comedy clubs, theaters, corporate events, churches. He's been on the Grand Old Opry. He has a dry bar mm -hmm. comedy special, the Uber Important. Uh, you can catch him on Laugh USA, on Sirius XM Radio, or um, he's one of the, the hosts now on Nate Land Podcast. So let's welcome to the Laugh Support Podcast from his car, Brian Bates. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, guys. <laughs> Hey. hey well hello brian welcome I'm, to the show thank you i'm sitting in my car because i have a baby and she's asleep in the house and it's kind of crazy in there so the only way i can get some peace and quiet to do this is to come out and sit in my car oh i thought you're ready to get back on the road again like because you're on so many different tours like aren't <laughs> you like touring with like leanne morgan or something right now well, I have, uh, I'm, I've done a lot of shows with Leanne, um, not at the moment, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I do a lot of shows with Leanne. I'm sure I'll have more coming up down the road. So yeah, Leanne's great. Very, very that's cool. pretty, that's pretty awesome. Michelle and I are moms, so we definitely can relate to 
Um, I, sometimes I just went to my car just to scream. I would just go into the door because I raised two boys um, mm -hmm. and they were everything that you could expect of raising two boys. So yeah, Michelle's got the screaming goat. This, go ahead. I saw you grab it. <laughs> That's what I it sounded that. like, Brian. <laughs> my wife needs that. <laughs> that was my Christmas gift to Michelle this year. So, um, so oh, speaking of gifts, I, I don't know if you know this or not, Michelle, but I have been I've been invited to Brian's birthday party the last couple of years. What? I've been at his birthday. Wow. Fancy, yeah, I mean, fancy. Look at you being all friends. Everybody actually is invited because he usually does this show at Zany's around his birthday. And I tell people that Brian Banks invites me to his birthday and I show up. But Brian, I, you I pay you pay to yeah. go to his birthday. <laughs> Actually, I have to pay anytime I talk to him. It's just a thing. No, right. That's right. <laughs> so Brian, I have I've had the opportunity to uh, get to meet you through the Christian Comedy Association. I've been to several shows that you've been on and your um, uh, you know, events at, at Zany's Comedy Club. Um, yes. You are uh, the Nate Lynn podcast. Michelle mentioned that. Uh, I think that one of the things that... Um, Comedians definitely it's it's, a, it's a, a comedy family. People are close. People talk. And one thing that I think about the Nate Land podcast is everyone on that panel. You have um, Aaron Weber, Dusty Slay, obviously Nate Bargatze, and yourself. Um, all have a reputation for being just kind and supportive people. And that's not always the norm. That's not always the norm in comedy. Anybody who's done comedy, it just it it's not always a thing. Um, mm -hmm. But you guys clearly, uh, you know, the title of our show is Laugh Support. You guys clearly support each other. You have this podcast together. And I know you've been doing comedy for a little while. So we'd like to kind of back up and ask you, when you think about your beginnings of doing stand-up comedy, who was somebody who was Laugh Support to you, Brian? Mm. Well, I have to say, without a doubt, I probably wouldn't even be doing comedy if it wasn't for someone that you guys know very well, Rick Roberts. Oh, I uh, love Rick. So, um, my, my dad passed away in December of 2006 and I was very down and depressed. And in G uh, January of 2007, the next month I took Rick Roberts stand-up comedy class and I just did it for fun, just to something to keep my mind, you know, just something to enjoy. And I really had no aspirations of being a stand-up comedian. It was a four week class and I'd never met a stand-up comedian in my mind, they were all kind of uh, unapproachable, can't really mm -hmm. connect with them, which is, as you guys know, very true in a lot of cases. But Rick Roberts is such a good, down-to-earth Christian man, and mm -hmm. we, you know, immediately bonded, and he was such an encouragement. And I don't, I th you know, I've seen other stand-up comedy classes, different places, and I haven't participated in them, but I, I know who the teacher is. I don't think I would have kept going in comedy if it wasn't for Rick, Rick Roberts. So I feel like God put Rick in right in my path for that to happen. Mm, yeah. We, we've had several wow. of our guests uh, mention Rick. Several yeah. of our guests have, have taken his, um, had taken his uh, classes and he's been very supportive and we've, we've done an episode. He actually was our uh, finale guest on our very first podcast. So even willing to come on the podcast like you. And yeah. so, yeah. To, so to have somebody as you're stepping into comedy as uh, kind and as encouraging and knowledgeable. You know, I watched him last night 
at uh, the Huckabee show, do crowd warm up and just brand new stuff like that had to do with what happened this week in the news. You know, he came mm -hmm. out and, and rocked that. So what a, what an awesome, um, what an awesome person to, to be there for you as you began. So, so that was one of the first, first people yep. uh, that was there for you. So then you decide, okay, I, I'm going to do this. Uh -huh. Did you immediately start finding other people at the same level as you, or were you able to find somebody that was a, you know, a little more advanced? How, how did that go? Yeah. Well, Rick has been the one steady all the way through still is to this day, a, a great mentor to me and someone I still lean on, but along the way, um, you know, at first it was just the people who um, I took the class with. So we we're all on the same level. We were all starting out to, together and then along the way i started meeting different people in my life that really um kind of helped me out one of the people that um i really wanted to work with because people kept mentioning to him to me and and how he does clean comedy and i was so familiar with him was uh henry cho and hmm. um for the first few years in comedy i'm like i gotta meet this guy because i had friends who knew him we both live in nashville and I knew he did clean comedy and um, it, it took a while, but I finally got to um, host for him at Zany's and um, you know, I do clean comedy. He does clean comedy. He needs clean openers. So we kind of hit it off and you know, I've been working with him off and on now for over 10 years and he wow. been a big uh, influence as well. And so he was like, one of the next people helped open some doors for me, get me in. And then, um, I mean, there's been a lot of people along the way, but some of the main ones were Rick, Henry. And then when I met Nate Bargatze, uh, Nate was living in New York. I never knew him, Nate when he lived here in Nashville, but he was living in New York. He would come home a lot on the holidays to visit family. We met um, while he was home visiting. Again, he does clean comedy. Um, we have a lot in common, just, we're both Vanderbilt fans. There's not many Vanderbilt sports fans mm. out there. And, um, we just became, became friends and then, uh, stayed in touch and, and, um, I would do shows with him whenever I could, but he was living in New York and then, uh, LA. So I couldn't do a ton of shows with him, but right when I quit my job, um, uh, went full-time into comedy in December of. 2014 uh nate moved back to nashville and so that kind of worked out great wasn't planned that way just kind of worked out and so then he could start taking me on the road with him which he did and um so and, you know so he's taking me on so many shows and then uh now i do the podcast with him so that's been a great thing opened so many doors so those are just three of the guys that um have, have helped me out leanne morgan who you mentioned she's such a great influence mm -hmm. Um, we're both in our fifties, so we have that in common and, and, um, we're kind of from the same generation. Her crowds are my age. So, um, she's been such a, another just good Christian woman. That's been a great influence. Angela Johnson, another, another, mm -hmm. uh, uh, person that's been a big influence on me. So I've had, I've had so many. Yeah, that's, I mean, every one of those are, are pretty heavy hitters that you're mentioning. <laughs> These are some pretty, um, 
just skilled and accomplished comedians that God has lined you up with. And I, I think that, you know, whenever we see a guest that has had that caliber, a caliber of people come in line with them, it's because, uh, you know, that you definitely bring a light to other people. So God's moving you along in circles and areas where you can have a broader influence. Don't you think, Michelle? Yes, absolutely. So I was wondering, you know, with, with all the people that you've been meeting and you've been working with, have you um, had that same chance to reach behind you and, and bring another comedian that's, uh, you know, like, hey, let me let me open a door for you or let me introduce you this way. You know, have you have you had that chance to to mentor somebody um, a little, you know, just starting out in their comedy career? No, I don't really want to help other people. I just want other people. To help. <laughs> I don't have time for that nonsense. Uh, just trying to make the big bucks, you know. People below me can't help me out. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I try. I hope so. I hope so. I try to, um, you know, help people out when I can. And um, I, I, I haven't had the opportunity to. Um, you know, like a lot of these people I just mentioned, they like took me on the road with them and helped let me open mm. for them. And I haven't had the opportunity to do that, but I'm hoping to get to point my career soon where maybe I can do some of that, um, where I can, uh, you know, have some people open for me and take them on the road. But um, I'm, I'm not quite there yet where I have that influence or power, but I certainly hope and I think I give people advice and um, when I can and, um I'm, I'm trying to be quick not to give too much advice because I don't know what I'm doing either. None of us really know what we're doing. We're just <laughs> all trying to figure it out and everybody has their own path. And, um, you know, look at, you guys know Lee Harden. Um, mm-hmm. Lee Harden's doing great. He took his own path and, and found his own way and, and he's out there getting in all these shows and, um, there's no one way to do it, but, Right. I guess the common approach that I try to give people is a little time and kindness. That's something no matter who you are, you want. And as far as those heavy hitters, you're right. That also goes to show that in um, contemporary or mainstream, I guess, comedy, especially in comedy clubs, there's just very few clean comedians. Mm -hmm. So if you meet a clean comedian, there's a good chance that, you know, you can stand out. Um in those comedy clubs. Cause there's few of them, as you guys know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And well, and I will say, um, you know, anytime that I've spoke to Brian or approach him or talk to him, I will, the fact that you're on the podcast today says a lot, <laughs> you know, that, um, I am somebody new in the journey or newer in the journey of comedy. And I've never, uh, felt like I was a less than in your presence, mm. even though I'm fully aware your accomplishments are beyond anything I've done. Um, you're always very kind to people. So I, I absolutely appreciate that. Um, talking about clean comedy and how uh, there's, you know, not as many people doing that. One thing I think it says is all these names that you're talking about, Henry Cho and Leanne and Angela and Nate and all of those is, uh-huh. I think there's this like, uh, misunderstanding that people can't be financially successful as a clean comic when this is obviously a, a career path that they've chosen and they've stayed true to what their convictions are and they've done really well. But I wondered, have you ever had a time in the journey where you felt like you had no laugh support, where you were kind of feeling 
uh, alone in the journey or, or maybe just a, a little frustrated or lost mm -hmm. a little. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I'm sure there have been. We all get frustrated and we all have bumps in the road where we're like, oh, what am I doing? Should I even keep trying this? And, you know, we, I mean, I still bomb all the time. Uh, there's bad shows out there and you get frustrated. You're like, I should just quit and go sell Mary Kay or something. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but, um, I mean, I have been very fortunate. Um, like I said, Rick Roberts, right out of the gate, first person I met. And um, so Rick's always been very supportive. And then I've always had people come along, you know, at the right time. I'm sure there have been periods where um, I'm like, boy, I really need some a laugh support, somebody that I can lean on that can give me some good advice or help me along the way. But in saying that, I've, I've, I know I've been very blessed and very fortunate to have some good friends, good support along the almost the entire journey for me. Wow. Um, so, oh, wait, I, I had a great question, too. It was like so amazing. Um, <laughs> so you, you, you've talked, um, uh, you know, when, when you've been doing all these tours and stuff. And I know we mentioned that you you're a father. Mm -hmm. ha, do you have like any... Um, have you set up any kind of uh, guidelines as to like, I'll only be gone this long for my family without mm. seeing them again? Or have you taken your family with you on any of the tours? How, how, do, how does that work as uh, being a, a family man? Well, um, I haven't taken them yet. My daughter's 10 months old, so it's all pretty new to me, even mm. being a dad. And so we're still trying to figure some of that out. I haven't actively turned down work but um you know i'm pretty busy these days gone most weekends so i if i have a weekend like this coming weekend i'm off and um i'm okay with that um i don't strive just to find any gig that just to be out doing it i don't feel that need i feel like i should be here with my family it is a balance because you got to work but um i try to um, well, again, I'm not turning, I haven't turned down anything, but, uh, if I have one weekend a month where I'm home, um, that's okay. I'm good with that. I feel like that's what I should be doing. But, um, and of course I'm home during the week, so that's good. A lot of parents are at their job during the day. Mm -hmm. or, so there's, you know, it's a trade-off, I guess. Um, I hate being gone for my family on the weekends. My daughter now is getting to where, you know, she recognizes more and more things and yes. when I'm leaving the house and it's going to get harder and harder. And I remember one time traveling with Nate and his daughter was probably five years old and, and she just burst out crying when, when we were leaving and it broke my heart then. Yeah. So I know that's coming. Um, so uh, I can't remember. There was another part of your question. I think did I answer it? I can't, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we're still figuring out like a system and um, it's tough. It's tough because this is my job and my profession. So I have to, I have to work and have to go do it. But at the same time, I got to balance being at home and what's worth it, you know? Yeah. So, um, and I'll say this too. Um, it is tougher in my opinion for women in comedy because as far as 
life support. I'm sure you guys have talked about this. Mm-hmm. The vast majority are men. So mm-hmm. when I took that stand-up comedy class, it was all guys. It was a male teacher. Now, Rick, Rick's great, no matter who you are. But I go to these open mics or I go to these other comedy shows. And it's just predominantly guys. So there's a much mm-hmm. better you're going to find somebody in that group that you can lean on and have laugh support. Mm-hmm. So it's tough for women. I know because there's so much fewer female comedians out there. So if you find a good friend, you got to really lean on her. <laughs> yeah. If only I could yeah, find sure. one. Just no. <laughs> one good friend. Where, where could one be? I'll tell you, I, um, I, I sent, talk about you doing shows with Leanne. I sent her a message one time and um, I told Michelle, I was like, I got to get Brian's phone number. Cause he's just, he's just going and growing and growing and growing. And you'll soon be that guy that if you do send a message on messenger, it's like, I'm sorry, my manager's weeding this out, the crazies. But I sent a message to Leanne and I was like, I, I I try to send encouraging messages. I'm not good at a lot of things, but I feel like that's like one of my gifts that God gave me is I I do I was born to be a cheerleader. I love cheering people on. And so I sent I sent Leanne a message and it was just like saying for somebody like me, just along with what you just said, is that there's, I don't get to see a lot of role models, a lot of people that are doing what I do the way mm-hmm. I want to do it, um, that are thriving, that are are getting the opportunities and those kind of things. And so I sent her a message on like the messenger. I don't think she ever saw it, but <laughs> I went back and read it later and I was like, my opening line sounded psycho. So I kind of, and it was, it was something like, like, I think I was trying to be funny but it wasn't, it was just weird. And so anyway, um, I, you may find out later on that she literally has security watching out for me or something in the background. Oh yeah. She, but it is, she does. Yeah, she does. You often. I bet, I bet. Yeah. But, but it really is like, she is somebody in the area um, that is, as far as a female goes, is a, a pretty good example of just being who you are doing what you do and um, not compromising for success. And she's been very successful. So it's super cool that, that you've, you know, formed that relationship with her. Um, as far as I know, you say you don't like to give a lot of advice, uh, but I know most of our guests, if you ask if there's a piece of advice that someone's given them along the way that they continue, most of the time there is kind of a little bit of something that somebody says, yeah, this is kind of what I always do. So if you, can you think of anything that maybe one piece of advice someone gave you that you're like, yeah, I'm glad I learned that. And I still do that to this day. Uh, let me think about that. I'm sure there is. Um, well, one thing that this isn't quite what you're asking, but, uh, comedian named Greg Warren um, told me one time that he said, I've been in this business long enough to know that the highs aren't as high as you think they are. And the lows aren't as low as you think they are. Mm. He said, I've had things happen in my career where I think this is going to make my career. And he said, it turns out it, it really didn't. And he said, I've had some bad experiences and think I'm done for and the lows aren't as low either. So that is good advice, even in life, just to remember, that you know this too shall pass and if you're with if you stick with it long enough uh you know the highs you just learn that that nothing is as extreme as you might think it is in the moment um i've had so much good advice um again rick rob well rick roberts really taught me early on that um 
clean comedy opens so many more doors yeah. uh, to do it. And, you know, you shouldn't just be striving to do church shows for the money, <laughs> but um, most comedians can't do church clean. And if you can, yeah. there, you know, there's money to be made there. Corporates, Rick does mostly corporates. Mm-hmm. There's just so many more doors. And even if you're, your goal is to get on television, you got to be clean to do late night stand-up comedy. So it really, um, it pays to be clean. That's for sure. I would have been clean anyway, because that's just who I am. Um, but it's, uh, you know, that's some advice Rick gave to his class. And some people heeded it. Some people didn't. Um, you know, Nate. Nate said that someone told him, he said he read a book once um, that said, I think it was Elvis Presley's manager or something that said, which who I think was a crook. Now I think about it, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> advice, but um, whenever you feel comfortable, it's time for a change. And Ooh. Nate said he was doing so well in New York that he was like, I need to shake things up. And that's when he moved to LA because he'd done everything really. he, wanted to do in New York and he needed to push it a little bit. So that's a good advice too, to get out of your comfort zone. And um, I don't think I've ever felt comfortable enough to move on yet, but one of these days I'm going to feel comfortable and then I'm going to have to shake it up. Have a second kid. (laughs) Well, that's true. I mean, I got married at 48 and a baby at 50. So I guess I am shaking it up, aren't I? Just a little, just a little. Yeah. Well, Brian, thank you so much for being with us today. It is an absolute honor to have you on. Um, We definitely want our listeners to be checking you out. Um, You can find Brian on Facebook. It's uh, Brian Bates Comedy on Facebook. And then you can also find Brian on the world's slowest ticker scrolling across (laughs) the bottom of the screen. Okay, BrianBatesComedy.com. Instagram and Twitter is Brian Bates Comic. And his YouTube channel is B Batesification One. That's the YouTube channel. What's the Batesification, Brian? Can you tell us about that real quick before we close no, out? I, I don't even know why that is. I feel like <laughs> here's why I think that is. I think I'd created a YouTube channel like a long time ago with B Bates or Brian Bates or whatever. And then when I tried it, I don't even remember it. And then when I tried to create it again, like they're like, nope, there's already uh you know, an account for that. And I couldn't remember it. So I don't even remember creating B-Basification 1, which is kind of crazy. That means there's already a B-Basification out there. But so I have no idea why that is. Well, uh, so... My son, whenever Gmail first came out, everybody had e- email and other whatever word or something. I don't know what it was. And yeah. I had to have a Gmail for something. And so I go to my, like, eight-year-old kid and go, can you make mommy a Gmail? I don't even know what this is or it'll just go away like all the other ones. I don't care what you do. So my Gmail is June Marie May bug at gmail.com because I thought it was, so that's much worse than Batesification. So I, I think, you know, it's all right. It's all right. <laughs> so if you well, want to send I, June an email. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I never really even, Thought it was bad until now, Jim, but you're letting me know that you have plenty of worse. <laughs> uh, thank you. No, I said it's better. It's much better than mine. No, it's you a, said a, yours was even worse. That's how you work. Well, it's not, the, I'm not, I'm, it's not that this is recorded. No one's going back and listening and 
seeing who was right or wrong in this, but I say we just go ahead and close this episode out before <laughs> before Michelle agrees with you and gets on your side, Brian, because she's all, she always agrees with the guest above me. Of course. And this is going to be worldwide, just so you get a little shot of our map. We're all over the place. So mm. everyone now, June, knows your email and uh, how worse. And they know that I lie and they know that I lie. So that's, <laughs> that's just for my junk mail. I know, Brian, we're going to close this out because we just showed you the amazing technology capabilities of the Laugh Support <laughs> podcast with that amazing graphic map that Michelle has where she colors in every time we get a new listener in different parts of the world and different parts yeah. of the country. So if you know anybody in Maine or New Hampshire or Vermont, mm -hmm. have them listen or even Mississippi. Mississippi's okay. not filled in. Tell your tell your fans. Come on, people. Yes. We want America to be covered in, in color. <laughs> there you go. Well, Brian, we thank you so much for being on the show. Guys, you can listen to the Laugh Support podcast on all major podcast platforms. And if you would like to watch this episode and see Michelle's amazing map, you can watch the Laugh Support podcast on YouTube, on the Creative Motion Network, on Roku TV. And you can also find our podcast on Vimeo. So as I always close out, Jesus and Junebug loves you. And Michelle, please don't tell me you have another corny joke to end this episode. I don't think I can take another. But too bad you get to listen to this one. How does a chemist freshen her breath? Mm. What? With experiments. Da -da -da. <laughs> Thanks for listening. No. Have a great day.